Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. One rental at a time. It is Monday, August 22nd, and this is your daily financial news. This is, of course, a new show that we do seven days a week. We try to do it at 7.30 every day. So hopefully you enjoy, like, subscribe, comment, send me articles, whatever you want to do. Say hello, say good morning. Have a wonderful day. Let's jump into it. Let's actually start here at the bottom. I'm starting to see more and more articles talk about foreclosures. Uh, As you and I have talked over the last six or nine months, we need to be very careful with percentages. It is very easy to make foreclosures look terrible. Most recent article I read said foreclosures are up 134%. Sounds bad, but let's remember that the foreclosure total currently, as it sits today, is roughly 30,000. 30,000 a month is bad. Excuse me. Wow. 30,000 is without question bad if you happen to be in that camp, but this is not a return of 2008, 2010, 2012. Foreclosures, unfortunately, even in the best economy, the best of times, you will see foreclosures often above 100,000. So yes, while we are up 134%, we are still below 2019, 2018 kind of numbers. We will undoubtedly, without question, go higher. I'm not sitting here today saying we are going to stay at 30,000. No, we are going to go up. We could easily double or triple. It would not shock me if by December of this year, foreclosure starts are up three, four, and quite possibly 500%. We had two years where they were essentially not allowed. There are people in bad situations that foreclosure is the right answer, and I fully expect the process to pick up. So yes, foreclosures are up 134%. Yes, they could go up three, four, 500% from here, but it will not be a return to 2008, regardless of what folks want to do to scare you. Next up, let's talk about economic questions that I have for the end of the year. The end of the year, folks, four months away, four months away. And then what kind of questions do I have for 2023? So questions for the end of the year. Let me make sure I have them here. Here we go. Will the Fed raise interest rates one, two, or three times? I think that is an important question. I think that is the important question. If you say once, you're probably thinking they raise in September. If you say twice, you might be September and October. You know, these are these are important questions. I am the, under the belief that we will get 50 in September, 
25 and 25. So I'm currently in the camp of three rate increases this year, but there's a lot of debate. There's a lot of debate, lots of debate that September might be the last one. Number two, will unemployment tick higher? The last jobs report came out. We get a new one next week. Uh, Will unemployment rate go up? Right now it's sitting at 3.5%. Why is that important? If you go back and look at the last 10 recessions, recessions often start when after unemployment bottoms. It's one of those classic lead lag indicators. So if unemployment starts to tick up to 3.6, 3.7, maybe 3.8 by the end of the year, could be a solid sign that we have begun a recession. Number three, will the 10-year note break the current cycle high of 3.49%? I think if you get another 100 basis point move, that there is a very good chance that that could happen. In fact, if you're looking at the market this morning, there's an even debate about whether it breaks 3% today or tomorrow. Number four, this is one very real estate focused. It is going to be one that I think we write about six, nine, ten months from now, but it's a question I have. Right now, we're sitting at available inventory of about 1.3 million. I have looked at the seasonality charts, and seasonality from here to the end of the year are negative, meaning you have less inventory. I just got an article or a tweet from Bill McBride. He's a great follow if you like real estate on Twitter. He has already highlighted that this wave of inventory that we saw has already started to slow down quite dramatically. In fact, week-on-week inventory build fell all the way to 0.2%. I believe that August or it may have already happened, maybe the cycle peak for inventory. There's a lot of folks in the media that are hoping this inventory build keeps going. Days on market grows and we get back to the 1.8192 million available inventory. So the question for me at the end of the year is, will inventory break 1.4 million to the upside or will it turn around and fall to 1.2? These are important questions for real estate, supply and demand. If rates keep going up and then supply goes, right, if rates go up, demand destroyed. If supply goes down, what happens? Again, I think without question, we have a real estate crash in transactions. And then finally, will the stock market race higher and end the year at record highs? Or is this just a bear market rally? and we're going lower. We'll take out the June lows. The stock market is important. There is this wealth effect, right? When we we feel richer, right? When the stock market's going up, we spend more. If we take out the June lows and go lower, that will have an impact on consumers. So now let's talk about 2023. Those five questions were about this year, four months from now. When I look at 2023, Question number one, will unemployment exceed 5%? 
I do not think there is any question that the Fed knows they have to break the economy and unemployment is going higher. I believe the Fed will accept 5% unemployment. For most of my adult life, 6% was considered full employment. I think the Fed takes 5% on the chin and keeps going. Will it race past 5%? Will it get to 6 What What point does the Fed cry uncle? That is an important question. Number two, will the 30-year mortgage rate exceed 7% at any time in 2023? We already saw what happened when the Fed, when the mortgage rate hit 6%. What was that? June, I think, early June. Will it hit 7% and go higher? And then finally, if we have a recession, which I believe we will have, will it be a white-collar-led recession, which is very different than past recessions, or will it be more evenly split? I currently believe this recession might be unique in that it is white-collar-led and not blue-collar. I think there's a lot of things going on in the economy that might make white collar jobs more at risk than blue collar. Next, Jackson Hole. What is the Jackson Hole talk track going to be? I think the main message is we are going to beat inflation. That's kind of topic number one. Number two, I think they're going to tell us that the economy is strong. The economy is strong. The economy can take higher rates. And then finally, they will acknowledge repeatedly we are willing to accept a recession to beat inflation. Any of those three, any other topics will be market moving. I believe those will be the main talk tracks of the Jackson Hole meeting, which, t- which starts on Thursday. Inflation at 18%, I could not believe this. Citigroup is now forecasting for the UK, the United Kingdom, that in the winter, they are going to be suffering from 18% inflation. That is is hard to fathom. That is hard to fathom. Student loan forgiveness. Let's not forget, we still have stimulus every month, a la student loan forgiveness. I believe it is up September 1st. Might be August 31st. I think it's September 1. What do you guys think? Will it be extended again? Will it go back into force? I think these are important questions. It is inflationary. I think it's going to be extended. I mean, it's been extended before. Why not extend it again? I'm not saying I like that idea. I'm just saying that's what I believe. Let me know what you think. I think they extend it to January. It's kind of a, I can't see them raising it before the election. I can't see them raising it before Christmas. I don't know why they don't just admit it and extend to January. We shall see. And then the Fed pivot. I have had some thoughts about the Fed pivot. What would cause a Fed pivot this year? As I said earlier, I think the Fed raises all three times. I do know that there's a lot of people, Kathy Wood and the like, that think the Fed will pivot sooner. So I came up with three ideas that might mean the Fed must pivot early, or at least earlier than I believe. One, if we started seeing mass layoffs. I'm not talking 100 people at a mortgage company 
or a hundred people at a real estate office. Inconsequential. I am talking Walmart lays off 5,000. Starbucks lays off 5,000. Amazon lays off 10,000, right? If we get big, big, big layoff numbers, I think that would cause the Fed to pivot and pivot quickly. Number two, right now we are starting to see more and more companies issue buybacks, right? Five billion here, 10 billion there. If we see companies pull back or close their buybacks, that will be a sign that companies are conserving cash. As long as companies are deploying excess cash in buy box or in buy backs, excuse me, buy box. That was that was a Freudian slip. Buy backs. They are confident that they will replenish their cash reserves. So if companies decline to issue buybacks or close their buybacks, that will be a sign that companies are nervous. And then number three. If we started to see more and more and more retailers close up shop. These are the things that I was thinking about. Again, it's kind of if you're hoping for a Fed pivot, you really got to be careful what you wish for. A couple other things I did note. China cuts rates again. Remember, they surprised us last week. They cut rates again today, folks. The real estate market in China is falling off a cliff. The numbers are much uglier than I'm sure they are putting out. They broke the confidence of their consumers. When your consumers aren't buying Starbucks coffee, they aren't buying real estate. When you, when they lose confidence, they are not going to do that. And this is something that China has done, and now they are paying the price. AMC, AMC and the meme stocks are taking it on the chin this morning. I think today is the day that their new special dividend eight, I don't know, stock or dividend starts to trade, which will be interesting. And then finally, I want to celebrate some good news. I want to read you a note that I got from a viewer. This is this note is important because I'm sometimes called a real estate bull, which I am not. I am not a real estate bull. Just because I don't believe there's some kind of epic 30% crash does not make me a bull. I believe the market, generally speaking, will be flat for years, kind of boring. But that means there's opportunity for you if you do the work. So let me read you this note from Lorraine. ORET certainly does work. ORET stands for one rental at a time. My my buy box whittled down to one specific development, watched it for 90 days, walked away from three units having been placed offers on that resulted in bidding wars, held my ground, did my homework and due diligence, figured out average and found a motivated seller whose higher price deal fell through, went back in, got my offer accepted. Zuber, I can't thank you enough. I now own a place in Dublin, Ireland, and you are welcome to Mikasa Esukasa. We'll take you to a proper Irish breakfast. Laugh out loud. Folks, all I'm asking you to do 
is have a buy box. Look at it every day. Learn average and write great offers. If you also follow up as Lorraine did, you will be shocked what you can find. No bidding wars. Don't pay over list price. Get closing cost credit. Get rate buy down. As buyers or investors, you have the power. Stop listening to the negativity out there. Know your numbers. Know your buy box. Figure out average and then do great deals. On top of that, we have Patty who successfully closed two deals and we are sending out two cards to Patty. So Patty, congratulations. Lorraine, congratulations. Lorraine, if you're watching, uh, send me your address so I can mail you one of these. I will find a way to get it to Ireland. All right, folks, do the work. Figure out average. Take care of yourself. Oh, looks like I got a super chat. Hey, Kip, how you doing? Thank you for everything. Get the thumbs up. I appreciate you, Kip. Thank you, buddy. Take care of yourself, everyone. Have fun. It is Monday. We should be talking to Greg and Taylor, and I have a special surprise at 10 o'clock. Bye-bye.